back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. I am Nate Brennan. I am once again returned, reunited. I don't even know. What are the what other words am I looking for? Reengage. Reunited. Reunited. So <laughs> Reunited. No, but listen. There you go. Listen, Nate, I got something I got to throw your way, my boy. All right. Since I've been out of, uh, of the country and, and now just returning back. What is the sentiment uh, based on, you know, the other shows and, you know, because I've been been traveling in the air and stuff. But what is what is the sentiment of, of, of the locals, the fans, the news? What, what did the writers say? Well, I'll go ahead and let you guys help me answer that question. 402-464-5685. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Starter Hammond Text Line, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can engage with us on all of those platforms as well. Um Yesterday, I was just kind of, so yesterday I started out on the block, Strick, and it was just me, and I was just kind of ranting to myself. I I had some people kind of chiming in as well, and I think the the general consensus that I've I've gotten, and there's a few people that are still lingering and aren't quite there yet, the last Frost defenders, the Frost apologists, however you want to interpret the people that still thought frost was the answer for the program a lot of them have walked and a lot of them are ready to move on and i i and this was the kind of the question that i got was from a lot of people that well how could you go so quickly off of one game from defending the guy to then turning against him and this was my response in kind of a similar response that I got from a lot of our, our, our text line. You made all these changes so it wouldn't look like the same old Nebraska. Like the, the, the reason that you hit the transfer portal, you decided to make a change at quarterback, you decided to make a change at the offensive coordinator, you asked Scott Frost to take a CEO role. So many changes happened within the program as a whole. And then... By the second half, after the onside kick, which we'll get into, Strick, it looks like the same old Nebraska. And that's what was most frustrating for me is that that first half, maybe not towards the end when when Northwestern got that last second touchdown and then went up at half, that rubbed me a little wrong way. But you looked at that first drive, and that first half as a whole, and then coming right out of the third quarter, you get a stop, touchdown, stop, touchdown. It's like, oh my gosh, this team's handling adversity. This is a different Nebraska team. This is what we've been asking for. And then after that damn onside kick, it looked like the same old Nebraska. And I, I and I thought it was going to change, and I think a lot of the fan base was with me too, that all of these changes, it would look different. And it just looked exactly the same. And, and I think a big part of it is frustration towards Scott Frost. A lot of it's kind of a deflated feeling. But I will say, I want to give Nebraska fans credit, Strick, because time and time again, Nebraska fans will get hurt, and they will always find positives. A lot of people are still drinking the Kool-Aid. It's just one game. You played a Big Ten West opponent. You played Pat Fitzgerald. Northwestern's a good team. You're playing at a neutral site. You're playing halfway across the country. There are still some positives. 
But the biggest reaction that I've gotten from the fan base is that Frost is going to have to do something and something soon to prove that he needs to be the head coach in Nebraska. I I, I, um, I, I really want to tap into this one, too, because I hate that I miss Vershawn's show. Vershawn, probably more than anybody, I, I sipped on I sipped on some Kool Aid. I put a little bit of sugar in it. I'm from the <laughs> I did South too. Now. Yeah, we're used we're used to pouring some you know a lot of sugar in the Kool Aid. I, I was I was feeling confident. I, I think even like you, I, for the first half, I was you know I was okay. I, I was like, yeah, I like I like what I see right now. Yeah, I like that they were able to get off the field a few times. Yeah. you know what I mean. I, there were there were some things I was liking, but then it just seemed like Deflate Gate. It felt like yes, they took air. <laughs> It felt like they put a put they poked a hole in Little Red. <laughs> like they've been trying to shank Little yes. Red all this time. The sacrifice. Like they put a hole in Little Red. And he just said, <laughs> he just deflated, right? Um, so I, I what was Vershawn's take after this? Is he still heavy on the red Kool-Aid, or did he kind of take a step back? Let's just say Vershawn's not happy. Um <laughs> I think from what I gathered is is Vershawn still absolutely loves this program. For the most part, he still believes in this program. But you got to think, and, and Jay's a good person to talk to about this. We'll have old school here in the next, uh, starting here at 4 o'clock. They'll have a crossover with us at the end of uh, on the block as well. A lot of it is, this is just time and time again, this Nebraska team, not that it's supposed to look like the 90s team because that th- those teams were some of the best teams to ever play the game of college football. But those teams had heart. Those teams had grit. Those teams showed in game in and game out, and the mentality was that I'm going to punch you in the mouth. In this team, it, it just – and you could talk on a two-strick. You were at Nebraska when football was running the show. It was 10 wins, and if you don't get 10 wins, like it's a failure of a season. And you went into every game saying, I'm going to punch somebody in the mouth. And it just feels like this team just doesn't have that vibe. And from what I've gathered from Vershawn and Jay, it seems like that's the biggest frustration. I I would agree. I think that's one of the things that I was hoping to see out of this team was was some grit, some heart, some grime, just to some edge to every – not talking about edge rushers. I'm talking about just edge, like – of being a cut above the rest yes. and people are starting to talk about big Twin. Listen, they won't win a game against top big 10 West uh, contenders. Uh, if they have holes the way that they were letting right. be open, because they're just going to run it down your throat. They, they're even going to have to pass the ball. The only one that may be throwing it on a regular is because they've got a Hayden, o- Hayden O'Connell and that's Purdue and they may just exploit it, but it'll be play action heaven for them. Um, yeah, it, it, it was very just disappointing to see certain areas, but I, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I'm still going to say I'm watching these next two games to see what type of uh, growth they have uh, going into that Oklahoma game. It would have been so much more hype to it. Oh, my if gosh. They won That's the game. biggest thing, yeah. Right? Won this game with the other two. Uh, I, I don't know if it has the same savor in my mouth. Um, and I ate some really good steak over there, by the way. Uh, it doesn't have the same savor. Um, but I, I will say I'm still optimistic. But they have a lot to show me before I can really jump back and, and, and feel comfortable about um, what I'm seeing and, and feeling from this Nebraska team. Well, I think that's a good 
question that I'll be my follow-up, Strick, is what is it going to take? And I want to ask everyone on the text line, too, because I like to get the fans' perspective of this as well. 402-464-5685. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. What does it take in these next two games for you to have some type of, I don't even know if confidence is the word, just optimism? Because if you told me that Nebraska was going to be playing Oklahoma this Saturday, I think the fan base Oof. is too deflated. I, I think I think Oof. everyone's checked out. I think that it's done. <laughs> but the one benefit Nebraska does have is that they will play two games that they should win. So what does that look like to you to have some type of optimism going into that that uh, Oklahoma game? I need I need to feel good about upfront movement. Um, creativity in the run game. Um, you know, don't keep beating a dead horse. If, if like they've, they figured you out for some reason, they figured yes. out up front how they're going to stunt, yes. how they're going to get in the gaps. They figured you out on your zone blocking scheme. So at that point, okay, if that's what they're doing, then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cut down, trap down on this guy. We're going to roll this guard out on that tackle and we're going to zone read that. You know what I mean? Like, it was like they had an expectation of domination when it didn't happen. They didn't adjust at all. And I don't know if that's a Whipple thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's the only person right now I can attribute it to because he's been given the reins. But it, it's to me like I expected them to go in at halftime, sit down, look at film or look at little little excerpts of certain film breakdowns, um, show it to the linemen, uh, just figure out, okay, Here's what we need to do. Here's how they're lining up on us. Here's what we can do to create some space. They never tested any aspect outside of running in the middle or off tackle. They didn't show me You're anything right. different. And uh, no stretches. They didn't do anything to stretch to try to test it, the edge or nothing. And it was no adjustments of any sort. And that's what was disappointing to me uh, is that this team just didn't make any adjustments of any kind. It seemed like it, it was like the linebackers always had a hat on them. They didn't do a, they didn't do anything to create for the linebackers to have space to run. Um, so it, it was like there was no clogging. It, but for Northwestern, it was like they were clogged. If it wasn't for jump cuts or one cut or cutbacks or anything like that, right. there was no room really for Nebraska for the most part. Some, but not much. So that that that's that's what I'm hoping for these next two games is just to see some creativity uh, in some form or fashion of finding ways to get the ball to their best guys. I think my biggest thing, uh, I'll go ahead and get to the text line first. Matt says nothing they can do against these opponents to make me have any optimism. Ladder guy says, Ramir Johnson. Ladder guy, I'm with you. It would be nice to see uh, see Ramir Johnson out there, whether it be in the backfield or in the slot. Um, Craig says 400 yards rushing, seven sacks, win the turnover battle. To be honest with you, Facts. Craig, against a team like North Dakota, that that might be a little bit extreme, but I really don't think you're far off there, Craig. Like like North Dakota, you should run it down their throat. You should be getting sacks because you brought in these edge rushers. You brought in O'Shawn Mathis. You brought in Devin Drew. You still have Garrett Nelson. The goal there is to get to the quarterback, so seven sacks would certainly be nice. Uh, Joe in Boulder says, I think there's absolutely nothing they can show us in these next two games that will bring optimism. If they don't dominate both teams, you will bring more pessimism 
Joe and Boulder, that goes back to my other point where I'm saying, in a sense, I'm worried that these two games are a lose-lose situation for Nebraska. Williams says, I thought Nebraska was bigger, stronger, faster. Nebraska will win, will never win without a fullback. Hey, I would be fine getting a fullback back. Um, and Ryan from Nashville says, I was worried Nelson was all hype. Uh, I think we still need to give it time for what it's worth, Ryan. I, I think Northwestern... Um, I do think they were the inferior football team, but with that being said, um, I do think Northwestern has a competent, pretty good offensive line. I think you're going to see that throughout Big Ten play as well. There are going to be some Big Ten edge rushers that have a little bit of hype headed into the season that get locked down a little bit by their offensive line. Maybe pump the brakes a little bit on that. Definitely want to see more, though. That is for certain. Um, Strick, my biggest thing that I want to see... And I don't know if it can be filtered into the rest of the season, if we can bring it into Big Ten West play. Um, I just want to see an identity. And we have talked about that yeah. so much. And it's like, yeah. still, when I watch that game, I couldn't Nothing. sit there and say, you know what? At least we can watch it and say, I get it. Like, I know what Nebraska's yeah. going for. It just didn't work out. I still didn't see an identity. I don't know <laughs> I if you either. did, but I, on I either didn't. side of the ball, Nate, no. on either side, no, on either side, no, yeah, and I, I didn't see an identity on either side, and that was one of the big things I wanted to see, um, and, and it just seemed like kind of a hodgepodge of a bunch of different stuff, and I, I don't know if maybe these next two games you can figure that out or not. Yeah, it, it's like with Gregory, with um, you know, with Dominican Sue, with. Jared Tomich with Grant Wistrom. It's like when you stepped in, you knew their identity was outside linebacker rush in you. You know, it was like you knew that that's where they're coming. You yes. knew that their defense, their linebackers were going to be running all over the place. Your Terrell Farley's and, and, and the likes of Jamel and all of those guys, you knew Toby Wrights. You knew, you knew they were hard hitting and they were coming. Yes. And you better find them. Mike Mentors. Uh, cornerbacks were going to be good with Tyrone Williams, Mike Booker and the likes of them, Baron Davises, you know, those type of guys, Kenny Will Heights. You knew you, it was like, you knew that when they said the bones, you knew walking into the game, you knew it was going to happen. You knew, you knew it was going to, you knew on offense that it was Tommy Frazier. You're lining up. You had Lawrence Phillips, Amon Green, Calvin Jones. You had the, the, it's running back. You were lining up. We're running this. We're running this option. What are you going to do about it? Yes. 600 yards against uh, uh, Florida. Yes. You know I mean, it, it was like you knew and you still couldn't do nothing about it. We're going to throw the ball 10 times and we're still going to run it down your throat. You're Zach Wiegers. You're Rob Zadiskas. You know what I'm saying? It was like you knew their line was going to be beef up front. They were they were pancaking you, moving you, your Riolas, all of them. You knew what yes. was going to happen, and there was nothing you could do about it. This team, I just don't know. And that's what we talked about. Both things in basketball, baseball, I mean, basketball and football, we said last year there was no identity. I still don't see it. I know in volleyball, I know what they're working with. <laughs> yep. Great outside hitting play, good defense, and they're going to, you know, they're going to be solid up front, and they're going to block you, and they're going to, you know, they're going to challenge you. You know what I mean? Outside right. and strong, their middle play. You know, you know what they're going to bring to right. the game. And with them, you just don't have a clue. I know. Don't have a clue. And I, I and that was a big thing that we talked about too. Is we just want to see Nebraska kind of form some type of identity, whatever that may look like. Again, 
it might look different than how it looked in the 90s, but at least it is an identity. Something. It, it, it's, it's something that you can build off of. Uh, Gus says, definitely need to sacrifice Little Red. Uh, I don't know why you guys keep wanting <laughs> to come after Little Red, but hey, maybe so. Uh, Ryan from Nashville says, the only thing we can hope for now is that Northwestern turns out to be like 11-1, and this game wasn't a bad loss. And then he says, LOL. Uh, well, eh, you never know, Ryan. Uh, he also says, yeah, but we can't even get a guy that's half of Burkhead, let alone all of these guys. The team is deeper than we think. Uh, I sure hope so. William says, you can't have an identity without tradition. Nebraska lost their tradition when Callahan came in. It's all gone. Return to tradition. Returning to tradition would certainly be nice, William. Hopefully we see that moving forward, and especially hopefully against Oklahoma. Uh, go ahead and call us now since Strick is back. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is also back. We're going to have shootout with Strick right after this on the block. Make sure you give us a call, 402-464-5685. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line right here on the block, 93.7 The Ticket.